wire. <laughs> Yo. What's going on, Free Chapel Young Adults? And welcome back to the Free Chapel Young Adult Podcast. I am one of your many hosts. Mm-hmm. I guess we have many hosts. It's not just one host. Mm-hmm. You're just a family here. Yeah. But my name is Aaron Marshall. I am the global young adult pastor here at Free Chapel, as well as the director of Free Chapel College. And I'm here with more of our family. Why don't y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, guys. So <laughs> I'm Mo. Um, I serve at our Gwinnett campus. My husband and I do youth together over there. And um, yeah, we just love talking relationships and building healthy relationships and giving tools for all that fun stuff so hey (laughs) that's awesome my name's hamilton i'm one of our youth pastors here at our gainesville campus um and so love shout out to pastor aaron shout out (laughs) shout out to pa um appreciate you so much love this ministry love everything about it so happy to be here for sure grateful that you're here Hey guys, my name is Amanda Walden. So glad to be here today. Um, I'm on staff at Free Chapel in the counseling department. So talk a lot about relationships, been doing counseling for about 19 years now. So learning a lot and hopefully we can share a lot about that topic today. Well, I'm super excited about this pod. Um, We are digging into uh, a topic today on cultivating healthy relationships. Uh, One of the main reasons we are in a series this month here at Free Chapel um, for the month of February, we are in our Better Together series. Um, Mm -hmm. We've had and will continue to have some phenomenal speakers on Sunday. We had Dr. Rutland, um, we had our pastor, but I think we got Robert Morrison coming. And then then Craig Rochelle, so we got a crazy lineup. And for our young adults, we got a special surprise. I'll, I'll say it this way, think of passion. Mm. Coming to Young Adults for our United, you'll see. But we're super excited about this series. And the point of this series is for us as a church, as a people of God, specifically for this pod, for young adults to be able to cultivate healthy relationships. That's marriage, uh, the engagement season, um, friendships. Uh, here's one that people don't think about employee employer relationships and even those tricky friendship relationships Mm -hmm. you know the homies whether on the male side or the female side so whatever it is Mm -hmm. we want to help you cultivate a healthy relationship so we're going to dig into this thing because having relationships is just a part of being human we can't run from it right we can't duck it right so i'm going to start off Start us off with this. Why is cultivating healthy relationships important? Like, why is relationships important? I think you just said it. Like, yeah. you can't run from it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, relationships are something that you right. are going to have to be yeah. a part of. Yeah. And so yeah. making sure that they're healthy. And I believe personally that healthy people breed healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, then, like, making sure you're healthy yeah. so that the relationships sure. that you're having and cultivating can also be healthy. Really it's key. Good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, the reality is we grow in the context of relationships. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, and we need to have a place that we can be our authentic selves. For sure. And so For sure. that can really only happen in healthy relationships because right. otherwise it doesn't feel safe enough. So, so important to be able to have those people in our lives who we can be vulnerable with, we mm. can tell anything to, and um, just know that we're going to be loved, accepted. That's how we grow. Yeah. 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 And, and I think God specifically did that i mean you think back in genesis 
he knew that that's the measure of how we're going to grow and how we're going to measure growth. Right. It's mm-hmm. through the relationships. Because right. I think about this. It's so funny, man. Like, I thought about this for a while. It's so interesting that people who aren't kind of people persons, if you want to say. People, people. People, people. people, 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 people you know people. what I mean? Yeah. They'll, like, because I'll, I'll bring it personally. I remember when I was single, I thought I was the most selfless, I thought I was the most loving and humble guy you'll ever meet. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm holy. God loves me because he knows I love people. And then I got married. Hmm. And then I started having kids. Mm-hmm. And I had to almost, I had to go to therapy because I was down on myself like, I'm selfish. <laughs> I don't love nobody. I felt like a whore. But like breaking God, you down. Breaking me down. <laughs> but it's like, it's levels to this thing. But God will use people, i.e. relationships, to grow you, to stretch Absolutely. you, and to measure you. Yeah. And the Bible said it's not good for men to be alone. Yeah. Right. And that's for that reason. And I think of New Testament, what Paul said, you know, in context, he's given this analogy of the body, you mm-hmm. know, and he's mm-hmm. saying the body is important and the function and the different uniqueness of the body is important. So yeah. you may be the, the elbow, you, the people's elbow, you may be the knee, I may be right. the neck. Well, no matter what it is, we all have a function that's needed um, to do God's billing and to do his will. Sure. But mm-hmm. it's all important. So sure. it's important for us to cultivate sure. those. Yeah. I'd rather be the, the ring finger. Uh, oh, oh. Or the, the pinky finger. The pinky finger? Yeah, yeah I don't want to be See, the See, if I elbow. had to be a finger, mine would be a thumb. <laughs> no, I'm thumb. not going to suggest what mine would be. Oh, All right. I never really even thought about it, okay? So y'all, y'all but it's a good, good thing to think about. Like, we're going to pose that question to our audience. If you had a bigger finger, which finger would yeah. you be? Random, so up in the air. I do like but the we thumb. Know. I like the, the thumb. Because you think of the thumb, it's like, mm. Or I'll be the peace sign. So can I be two uh, fingers? Nope. Not in can this I? context. We're talking about cultivating healthy relationships. You talk about the peace now. It's like, <clears throat> bye. But no, let, let me ask this, though, in cultivating healthy relationships. What are some things that you guys believe hinder healthy relationships? What are some things that sort of put us a damper, causes issues, stumbling blocks in cultivating healthy relationships? I mean, I, I feel like I keep deferring because I trust these two women on either side of us. I know we do um, got some wisdom. Yes, 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 we do. Um, you know, I think I'm sure it's a lot of things and I know you're going to hear a number of amazing things. I, I think, you know, um, so much of it. I just think about, you know, the whole intention, the whole purpose in terms of the creation of you and I. It was always relationship right. like that was. Right. It was always a part of the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I even think in the context of like myself and my wife would suggest this also is I'm, I would, I would say that I'm, my bent is being introverted. I'm, I, I that is my tendency. I, mm-hmm. if you know me, I'm like, if I'm not here and, you know, just smiling and waving <laughs> and hugging and loving, <laughs> you know, everybody and, and serving and, you know, just playing my role here. Like, I want to be at home with my wife, with my babies. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the cows moo, you know, in the pasture <laughs> next to it. You know, it's like, that's like my sweet spot. And so, mm-hmm. but even, because there are healthy versions of isolation. Yeah. But even in isolation, those of us who understand the significance of a relationship with God, relationship, our isolation is for the sole purpose of pursuing our relationship with him, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to remove ourselves from any and every relationship. Right. It's to create space for the most important one. So I just feel like having that understanding, but you know, what, what goes into it as far as maybe what hinders us 
um, from pursuing and, and having and operating and healthy relationships. You know, of course, pride is, yeah. I, I think you mentioned it when I got married. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a selfish person. Um, and then we had kids yeah. and then I'm, I'm, I'm crazy selfish person. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, is there something wrong with me? And, and so I feel like, you know, relationships demand and require things of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I even think about a revelation that I know that I had specifically with my wife in the context of marriage, but that has absolutely carried over in every other relationship in my life. And many of you guys have, have talked or you've heard about this book. Um, it's the five love languages. He mm -hmm. was with us last, mm -hmm. this time last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but like having the understanding of like, wait, so someone needs to be loved in a way that I've not been conditioned to love them. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to mm -hmm. get outside of Hamilton right. yeah. and understand what it is that someone else needs, desires, sure. wants, so that I can accurately grow in a relationship and effectively grow in a relationship with them. So I just think, you know, what, for me, at least my experience has been getting outside of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, away with the pride, away with the selfishness. Um, and and that, that has always seemed to hinder yeah. and affect, you know, yeah, my ability to grow in relationships. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I would definitely say one of the things that can hinder is really not dealing with your own stuff. Right. And when I mean stuff, like, you know, we all go through things in life, but a lot of people have emotional wounds and they tend to bleed out onto others. Mm -hmm. And so but in cultivating healthy relationships, you have to make sure that you're not projecting your stuff yeah. so like yeah sure you may have trust issues mm -hmm. you know you may have fear you may have insecurities mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships or just in general but you've got to be willing to yeah. dig in on that allow God to heal you in those places right. so going right. back to the isolation it's like those are the times when you pull away with God yeah. mm -hmm. so that he can minister to you in those areas or with safe people in your life mm -hmm. processing yeah. things mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. I'm a fan of that as yeah. a counselor <laughs> but um, it can hinder healthy relationships For sure. um, if you do not, you know, allow yourself to heal. Yeah. yeah. One, one of the, oh, go ahead. You were going to say something? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, there's this phrasing that, you know, I, I kind of learned over the years, and it's uh, intrapersonal conflict. Hmm. There's sometimes through, you know, i.e. our experiences, what has been done to us, hmm. what I've done to other people. Mm -hmm it creates this now internal, intrapersonal conflict within me. Sure. I'm battling to be confident in myself. I'm battling to understand and know my value. Mm -hmm. I'm battling to believe that God loves me or people love me. And there's just this constant conflict and battle. And I believe that's one of the big things that hinder relationships is how can I deal with relationships that will bring contention, conflict, um, mm -hmm. or even confrontation sure. when I'm navigating this intrapersonal conflict mm -hmm. within me. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, dipped in trauma, dipped in, you know, PTSD, yeah. dipped in all these different things. So it's like somebody sneezes and then now I take it a certain way because <laughs> I haven't dealt. And, and if we just being honest, yeah. and I don't want to demean it or make it light, yeah. Yeah. but that's just yeah. a light example. Mm -hmm. But I believe if we don't deal with the intra-personal conflict, sure. 
we can never handle relationships that's going to bring some level of mm-hmm. yeah. conflict yeah. or or confrontation yeah mm-hmm. for sure i think um in the context of marriage like one thing that we say in here often is marriage will expose you mm-hmm. and i think it's cool to even go a step further and say like any healthy relationship will expose expose you, you know? And I think part of what hinders us is we shy away from what's healthy because we don't realize sometimes that healthy is sometimes conflict. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Bible tells us, blessed are the peacemakers. And sometimes to make peace, you have to disturb it a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so sometimes because we, we kind of shy away from those things. We run away from those things in the name of keeping peace. But <laughs> blessed is not the peacekeeper; it's yeah. the peacemaker. Maker, yeah. You know, yeah. and so just kind of well, she just stepped on my that. toes. That's <laughs> <laughs> but that's so. what I mean. I, that's a thousand percent correct. Like we run from things that challenge us. Absolutely, yeah. the things that may grow. I, I think of the Bible story. Mm-hmm. I use this story all the time, but I think of when Jesus. Um, healed the demoniac y'all remember and then the pigs went over the cliff and mm-hmm. all that man this man got healed of like mm-hmm. demons yeah like let somebody in my family be healed of anything there's celebration mm-hmm. if i'm not saved i want what you got i want you know what i mean <laughs> like how did that happen like yeah. but think about what the people in the town did they rejected jesus and said hey can you leave because sometimes we get comfortable in dysfunction right and we don't right. realize it's the dysfunction that's hindering us from mm-hmm. operating healthy. Right. When all we have to do in that context is give Jesus a chance to get in that dysfunction with us. Right. And we true can be we too can be healed right. like that demoniac. Right. Man. Right. But I think to that point, when we're in that crossroad of conflict or this feels, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not used to this. Man, we book it, we isolate and mm-hmm. we reject or. Now, nowadays, it's easy. We can block people. Let right. me just block them. Right. Yeah. Let me right. just, and that blocking digitally becomes relationally. Right. I'm going to just block you. I ain't going to talk right. to you. Instead right. of dealing with the yeah. issue. Wow. For sure. Yeah, and getting healthy is uncomfortable. Yes. It's and not. it requires you to be vulnerable. And we often equate being vulnerable with being weak. Yeah. And we don't really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it, it's yeah. a process, too. Sure. It is. But it's a worthwhile process. No, it mm-hmm. is. Because what, what I've seen, even on the road of getting healthy let's say therapy and you can speak to this and i know you can speak to this but even in the road sometimes we'll manipulate our trauma Mm -hmm. and here's how we tell more here's how we do it (laughs) it's like we use what we've been through or even our process of going to therapy to manipulate relationships Mm. because i've heard people say hey i you know my therapist told me i can't be around you therapist never said that the therapist (laughs) said build boundaries Correct. Didn't say build a wall. Correct. And I think sometimes people will manipulate mm-hmm. their per- interpersonal conflict and the things they're to control a scenario again because mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. want to grow or heal mm-hmm. or be delivered. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that you know we be honest with ourselves because I think that's the biggest thing. Because um, th- you talked about pride. Pride doesn't want the truth mm-hmm. because the truth will set us free. But pride is going to be like I know the truth. And, but we got to allow God to humble us and to show us ourselves because we're quick to point the finger. Mm-hmm. That person did that. And nobody's demeaning what a person may have done. Sure. But it goes back and it starts back with us mm-hmm. on, okay, how did it affect me? How can I grow from this? What can I do to bring? Because one thing I know about relationships and about God as it pertains to relationships, God is about restoration and reconciliation. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And if we don't humble ourselves to, and please hear me, 
Reconciliation, restoration, and even forgiveness are all different things. Because I can forgive and I can restore, but I don't necessarily have to come back into right. here. Mm -hmm. right. Into unhealthy. Right. Into unhealthy. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. And there are boundaries and things like that. But God is still about reconciliation and restoration. Yeah. Yes. You mm -hmm. know, and sometimes even forgiving and growing isn't necessarily restoring a relationship, but it's restoring you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the Bible is always clear about, Lord, restore my soul. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's something a counseling expert I know says, uh, Dr. Denise Coulson, she says, it's not your fault, but it's your problem. Mm. And that's so true. There's things that happen yeah, in our lives that are not our fault, things that we did not ask for, um, wrong place, wrong time, trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not your fault, but it does become your problem. What's your response to it? Yeah. There's a responsibility yeah. to not stay in the dysfunction, yeah. to allow wow. yourself to heal. And again, that's hard. And I was yeah. also wanted to, wanted to point out too, is it can be a lonely journey. Yeah. Because can. Some, you can be around lots of unhealthy and be the only one in your family mm -hmm. or even in your friend group mm -hmm. that says, I want something different. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, it, it can be a hard journey, but yeah. again, it's worthwhile. And I just believe that if it's truly something a person seeks, that he will send yeah. the divine connections, yeah. the safe people into yeah. your life because he hears the cries of our heart yeah. and he knows we long for community and people just to love us unconditionally yeah. mm -hmm. and well. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's a golden, golden point right there. So let me open this up. How do we navigate loneliness and isolation? What's a, a, a positive or healthy way to navigate that? And what's sort of a negative way? Because I think we've talked, we talked about this in the back that like, you know, sometimes people feel alone and they may not necessarily be alone mm -hmm. but they'll get content with being alone and then they'll isolate right and i just have this firm belief that god hasn't called us to consistent sort of isolation and loneliness yeah, i agree he he called us to step away and and sort of get alone with him for the purposes as you said earlier of now dealing with community so how do we navigate loneliness and isolation in a healthy way I think, um, I think for one, we have to understand like what the healthy version of that looks like, because a lot of times, especially within the young adult community, we run to isolation yeah. when, again, in the face of problems, when in the face of conflicts, when in the face of things that honestly, you just don't want to deal with, even mm -hmm. if it's not anything that's quote unquote bad, but it's yeah. just, I don't want to have to deal with that. So yeah. I'm just going to remove myself from yeah. it. Um, and I think the the downside of that is I've never seen where isolation has brought forth healing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen where isolation mm -hmm. has brought forth deliverance. I've yeah. never seen yeah, right. where isolation has brought forth reconciliation yeah. and restoration, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but we tend to isolate yeah. in the moments when we need to be reconciling in the moments yeah. when we need, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. there, there, that's kind of the downside of it. Now, obviously there are moments in life where we need to, get alone because our heads are so over clouded and yeah. populated with yeah. everybody else's thoughts and voices and opinions. Yeah. And in those moments, yes, it's healthy to remove yourself to actually be able to hear the voice of God more mm. clearly. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, when we're isolating in the name of me, 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 yeah, then, you or know, I don't want to mm. deal. Yeah. yeah. They get on my nerve. Yeah. I think, I think obviously you know, there are unhealthy versions of isolation. Mm -hmm. um, when we are 
you know, avoiding conflict. Yeah. Um, guilty as charged. <laughs> um, you know, the, I, it's funny, I always joke about, you know, me and my wife. And she's, my wife is the type that if we're eating out at a restaurant um, and they bring out the wrong order or there's something on my cheeseburger, you know, that, that I, I didn't want, like, my wife will go to the daggum kitchen for me. Like, mm. that is, if, if it takes that. Shout out to you Mo. Know, she, she shout out, shout she out to Mo. Um, and that's just not me. And, and so avoiding confrontation, like, there are clear motives that make something like isolation unhealthy and ineffective i also though would want to challenge or encourage because i know that there are some or even many who are absolutely fearful and afraid of isolation that you are so afraid to get alone with quote unquote me and my thoughts and Hmm. what might happen and i'm fearful of what i might have to face and mm-hmm. deal with and i think mm-hmm. about all throughout scripture you can go old testament you can go new testament you can go old covenant new covenant it doesn't matter jesus before he did his greatest works in his three and a half some odd years of ministry <laughs> on this earth he was alone with the father moses go back to the old testament he was alone with the father it says that he would speak to god as man would speak to a friend mm. i think about Matthew chapter six, Jesus telling his people, he talks about giving, fasting, and praying. And listen, he says, your father who is in secret, I believe he says it five times. It may be one one or more up or down, um, but he, like that is where he is. And so there is a healthy version of isolation. Sure. And I would want to encourage you, um, as long as your heart is to meet, we have a beautiful promise in scripture and it's that as we draw near to him, he's already predetermined to draw near to us. Yeah. Right. And if we go into quote unquote isolation with, with the intent to meet our heavenly father, with the intent to hear what he has to say concerning yeah. the things that yeah. we know, we know when you yeah. wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror, you know that these are things that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can assure you not based on my character, but the infallible character of a living God, that he will show up and he will speak and he comes with peace. Mm -hmm. He comes Mm -hmm. with peace. He comes with joy. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just, I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to encourage someone like there are healthy versions of Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 And I think it matters what voice you're listening to Mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes the Lord will draw you away you know, just, you'll just feel that urge. Like I miss you. Like I want you, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's good to pull away. Like you said, and there's things you can only get from him. You can't get from any human being. And if you don't give him time, then you can't receive that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's the good boy. That's, that's that heavenly voice calling you the Holy spirit. Um, but also I wanted to say about isolation too, you know, Satan is the father of lies and lies are often what's perpetrating isolation Mm -hmm. because you're even, you're either believing something wrong about yourself, about other people or God. So, you know, you may be believing like, well, my own mama (laughs) didn't want me. So they probably don't like me either. Or I'm the problem. I'm always the one, Mm -hmm. you know, and the enemy's just feeding that. Or, you know, she ain't real. She's fake. You know, mm-hmm. they ain't really looking out for you, yeah. right? So he is accusing, yeah. either accusing you, accusing someone else, or accusing God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and making you not want to come to him and yeah. saying, he's mad at you. Yeah. You ain't ever lived up yeah. to his expectation. Yeah. And so I think that's really important is mm-hmm. what voice are you listening to mm-hmm. Absolutely. as well. So let's bring it to practicality. So navigating the voices, navigating isolation, manipulation, pride, navigating a lot of the sort of challenges and, and things we, we sort of said that we come up against when it comes to relationship. What are some practical things that we can give our young adults watching to be able to overcome these things, to start the path and grow to cultivate healthy relationships. What are some practical things? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, I think going back to what Ham was saying, right, um, in terms of the healthy isolation, I think the key thing there, even throughout scripture, is it was for a season. Mm -hmm. Like nobody was ever there forever. Yeah. You know, and so, and then once you come out of that season, there's good fruit yeah, but that's you, being but produced. But let me ask, do you think even in the season of isolation, do you feel like God still has sort of people near? Absolutely. To lo- you know what I mean? Cause, Absolutely. Because I, I just want to make sure yeah. we make Don't that distinction. Don't go off the grid. Don't go yeah. off the grid. Right. Because yeah. like, like, the Bible says like in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. like, cause some people will say, I'm just isolated. And then they ain't picking up the like right. somebody that loves them, right. yeah. you know, that right. cares for them. They ain't picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. They're pressing ignore. They're totally going off the grid. Right. Yeah. So just making that distinction yeah. that like isolation doesn't mean you're away from everybody. Okay. You're just maybe away from certain people, but they're still because I think one of the practical things um, that when you were saying that, Mo, maybe, that I thought about was like having wise counsel. Who are mm-hmm. the people in your life? that you trust, that you exactly. love, that's going to always give you a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. No, 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 in, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, I think it was funny, we were talking about what finger would we choose earlier. <laughs> um, I've heard someone say it before, you know, um, less fingers, more thumbs. Um, I think we, we addressed it earlier. I think anytime we can consider ourself and this almost sounds ironic when we're talking about relationships and we're like be selfless you know we're against pride which is obviously the truth but you know there's also a version of it that says in order for you to be your best self and who god has created and continuing to mold you and i to be there is a version of it that says there's a season mm-hmm. and 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 it, it's one that I would argue maybe is even reoccurring in terms of us always being conscious of, okay, God, what do you want us to say? How Mm -hmm. do you want me to say it? What would you have me do in this situation? Mm -hmm. There's this understanding of our need for our heavenly father. Um, I even think about what Paul talks about. My goodness, when he starts talking about the tension between the spirit and the flesh. Mm. And he says, literally, he makes it so black and white, the spirit and the flesh are in opposition of each other. Mm-hmm. And he said, the spirit is given so that we can not do what the flesh wants us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's always going to be this tension. And, and it, practically, I would say less fingers, like it's your fault or what about them? And I heard about that decision that they made. And I saw them do that last Friday night. And it's like more thumbs in the context of marriage, in the context of um, work related relationships Mm -hmm. and leading people and Mm -hmm. friendships, boyfriend, girl, like in any context of relationship, less fingers, more thumbs, because the more that we consider this, the more we're going to be able to honor and respect and build 
what you know what our what our fingers are, are generally pointing at. And honestly, a lot of times, the frustrations that we have with other people are skewed and perverted through the lens in which we're looking at them through. Absolutely, and it's all because yes. we've not done this, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's one thing I've learned um, in my lifetime that if there's an issue or conflict or let's say somebody said something or offends, I'm offended. Like all those things that happen externally based on how I receive it reveals something internally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I love what you're saying. Cause we're quick to say, Oh, they said that. Right. But have we considered why I react or feel the way I feel mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on what they said? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No. And, and you have to connect with people. Go, how do we overcome? You're like, yeah. overcome mm -hmm. some of those barriers. You have to connect with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For accountability, yeah. yeah. Let, so people can speak into your life. Yeah. Again, yeah. we don't just choose everyone. Yeah. Choose anyone because right. not everybody's safe, emotionally yeah. safe enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think it goes back to the original thing we kind of said: like we grow in the context of relationships. Yeah. And so, even if it starts with one person, yeah. you know, there's people who come into my office and it's like. I don't trust anybody. Well, they don't trust me either. <laughs> so we have to build yeah. that. And it often models what they need to go in the outside world and do. Yeah. And that they learn, you know what? Yes, it is scary, but I can develop the tools to keep myself safe. Yeah. Particularly yeah. when a person's been hurt over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, just also say, account again, accountability is important. Yeah. Being willing to look inside. Yeah. I mean, it's echoing what you're saying. We have to be willing to look inside and take ownership for our stuff. And mm -hmm. then lastly, um, if you're cult trying to cultivate healthy relationships, that might mean that you have to start setting boundaries mm. in your unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Right. And that in itself is a whole thing. Wow. Right. Especially yeah. if you've lived a boundaryless life or if your boundaries have been violated over and over. So it's not an easy thing, yeah. but mm -hmm. I do think it is a way that we overcome mm -hmm. um, some of those barriers. Give, mm -hmm. a, give us some examples. Like, What are some things that you've seen relationally across the scope um, in terms of boundaries? Okay that could help someone, you know, watching yeah. today? You know, so maybe you've been in a situation or lots of situations where you often feel things, maybe you don't have the words for them yet, mm -hmm. but maybe you feel violated, mistreated, hurt, manipulated, just mm -hmm. sad, mm -hmm. bad, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and that, you know, God speaks through our emotions. Yeah. Our emotions are the, this sit in our soul mm -hmm. and emotions are the language yeah. to express what's yeah. going on. And we can, when we can start making sense of that, we can start saying something's not right. Mm -hmm. right. And maybe it's not all me. Yeah. Maybe this is not all my fault, which mm -hmm. is what people often do. You internalize blame, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, again, you start with being able to look inside, put language to yeah. what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and so then you can say, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so you can start learning how to say no. Mm -hmm. You can start learning how to say, you know, if you continue to do that, then I'm going to have to implement this consequence, which means I may not be spending a lot of time with you. Yeah. And y'all, it's hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard when sometimes that's with people that are in your intimate yeah. space. Yeah. It may be a family member, your best friend, yeah. your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it may be. Um, and this isn't about just like, let's kick everybody out of your life. It's just about yeah. recognizing, oh, this is not healthy. Yeah. And evaluating that. Right, and evaluating that. So it kind of starts with that. But yeah. also, 
depending on where you are, you may also be putting things on others, which is not their weight to carry. Mm. Right. In other words, expecting others to fill voids in your life that only God can. Right. Right. That can be a boundary yeah. violation, mm -hmm. is that I am now become code, if you want to use a word, codependent code mm -hmm. on you to meet, yeah, <laughs> to meet, um, to meet needs in my life. Yeah. And so I have expectations and I just keep getting disappointed, yeah. but the expectations, so it can sometimes not just be other people violating our boundaries, but recognizing maybe I'm violating others' boundaries mm -hmm. by expecting things mm -hmm. of them yeah. that only God can give right. me. Yeah. Right. And so those you, are just you, a couple. I mean, you were speaking gold and again, given language to things, and I'm a big advocate for mental health and therapy, counseling, you being a therapist. Yay, and a counselor. fun. Um, <laughs> I do love it. Um, like, do you think that's why navigating your mental health or having a therapist is important? Because for me, one of the game changers in identifying the intro, intrapersonal conflicts within me was having that... Right professional sure. mental health care sure. professional because people are going to WebMD and going yeah. and just labeling themselves like oh, yeah. I yeah. have split personality disorder right. I'm like who told or you that other yeah. people. or labeling yeah. other people mm -hmm. oh they're Good just point. you know what I mean great according great to point. people everybody's a narcissist yeah. you see what I'm saying it's like no they just <laughs> ain't dealing you know what I'm saying they just ain't dealing with your stuff so yeah. right. like what would you say, like, would you recommend therapy? Because I sure. believe therapy counseling can give language yeah. to things to yeah. where we're not just leaning on our own understanding. Right. Like, what would you say to that? Well, I'd like to say a few things about it. First of all, um, the Holy Spirit, he is mm -hmm. the healer. Absolutely. I first of all, I want to give him like, even Come if on. you're, even if you're in a relationship with a therapist working through stuff, it's the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit healing. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course he is the great counselor. So Absolutely. let's always defer to him, Absolutely. but he's the great counselor. But I would say, um, if, if it's not a therapist, okay. So obviously I'm a fan of therapy, but not everybody has to go to therapy to get better or to heal. Yeah. But if you don't have safe people in your life, yeah. safe mm -hmm. mentors, mm -hmm. and there's maybe a deeper issue that even yeah. with a mentor you put your finger on that mm -hmm. needs another layer of healing, mm -hmm. then yes, do not be afraid to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes people just, they're like, you know what? I've got some great friends and all, but I just like to have that safe place yeah. with, a pro with a professional background background that can bring some, yeah. you know, thoughts and language and ideas to things. Sure. And most importantly, though, is it needs to be biblically integrated. Yeah. And what's important is, as a Christian, that there's a lot of great secular advice, you know, out there that's not, <laughs> mm -hmm. not completely off the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if it does not align with the word, right. you can easily get into error. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So that biblical integration with yeah. a therapist or yeah. a friend, mentor, whatever is so important. Yeah. Sure. So it's funny you say that, though, because we had a young adult. Um, who was, you know, having a tough time and they were going to a therapist because they were feeling lonely and some other things. And the therapist said, yes, just to protect the integrity, trigger warning, but won't you just please yourself and that will help you overcome. And they came back and told me their therapist, I said, oh, we got to get you another therapist. <laughs> Absolutely. That ain't working. Dang, that ain't that ain't <laughs> and that's totally against what the yeah. Bible says. Like, right, so we, right. we just going to switch somebody else yeah. out. But yeah. I, I want to, that's a great point. And I think you dropped the mic on that. But I, I want to kind of turn the page a little bit and talk about this. We talk about marriage relationships. We talk about singleness. But there's kind of like three relationships I want to touch on before we close. 
Um, and the three is, can we talk about like navigating like the engagement season? Because that's one we don't talk about a lot. It's almost like we skip singleness and go right into marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for those who may be engaged or planning to get engaged, um, helping them to steward that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is just, you know, employee-employer relationships mm-hmm. and creating boundaries and things in that. And then the last one is, like, just friendships. Yeah. So let's tackle the, the engagement season. How do we help our young adults practically navigate the engagement season in a healthy way? I defer to y'all on that one. <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine. Um, so Come on, Boaz. <laughs> right. Where you at? No. We don't want your cousins. That is so funny. Okay, so the Bible tells us that the two become one, right? I think the thing that's key is it's two whole, like not halves, yeah. but two, mm-hmm. like meaning a whole individual, a whole individual yeah. coming together under God to become one. So what happens is... Um, when you're dating and then you get into that engaged, you know, phase or whatnot, leading towards your covenant, um, it's important. And we said it earlier, and I tell the people this all the time: deal with your Yo, stuff. Come on now. Because when you walk into marriage, you are walking into it with all that other stuff coming right behind you. And if you haven't dealt with it, it's going to show and it's going to come out in ways that maybe won't be the healthiest, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important that one, we find um, wholeness and contentment in God, mm. first and foremost, even if you're single, mm. honestly. Um, it's funny because in First Corinthians, Paul talks about, you know, and, and this is my ratchet paraphrase version of it, but he's like, you know, <laughs> hey, like, I, I wish y'all were like me. <laughs> and what are he talking about? He's talking about him being single, single, yeah, right? And And he says, though, he says, but every person has their own gift. One has one kind, one has another, which means singleness is a gift, Marriage is also a gift. Yeah. The yeah. engagement season is a also gift. a gift. Yeah. That's good. Why is it a gift, though? It's because, and he goes later on in that chapter to, to say, you know, like the unmarried man or the unmarried woman, like they're anxious about pleasing God. Mm. The married man or the married woman, they're anxious about pleasing their spouse. Mm. And so neither is necessarily like, Oh, like, oh, you're trying to please your wife. You're trying to please your husband. That's a bad thing. However, your devotion is now divided. Mm. And so what happens is if we're single and we're able to actually pursue and and just one, pursue wholeness, but more than anything, pursuing Christ and being able to find that in him when we get engaged in order to now switch over to where our devotions are divided. Like we've now dedicated time. Like we've put forth the time and the effort that's needed and that's required to be one with Christ so that when we're now coming together with our husband or with our wife, we're actually coming in something that's actually viable. That's really good. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm just going to piggyback off what she (laughs) said. I'm going to say just what she said is great. It matters. Take it seriously. Um, In in all seriousness, I, I think that it is easy to overlook it's the one that is arguably least talked about um and you know i know that we all have an understanding of how important foundations are and and so i think that that is a unique such a unique time in a relationship between a man and a woman where you are you are thinking and focusing on what's ahead yeah and it's so easy to kind of go there and, you know, be somewhere that you're actually not. Mm-hmm. Um, be somewhere that you're... Yes. 
Mm-hmm. We'll that's that right. Yeah. You better. You you still know what's right and wrong. Don't act like you don't. Um, but uh, but I I do think though that it's so important to know that the decisions you're. I, I just I don't know why, but I continue to think about this verse, and it's it's James. What does he call us to do? It's be slow to anger, quick to listen, slow to speak. Quick to listen. Yeah. It's like this. It, it's like that is such a a grace filled time because the unique thing too. It just is what it is. I I call it how I see it. What Scripture says: if you're doing what we're supposed to be doing, you're not living together yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you there is you're spending more time with them than you ever have before. But there's still still those those spaces of removing like yourself from the scenario you're going back to your house mm-hmm. or you should be yeah. you're going back to your bed <laughs> yeah. or you should be yeah. and so it's like there's there it's just a, i don't know i think it's a when i think about it it's like it's such a a grace filled time yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah to to take advantage of utilize in an effective way to set you and your spouse yeah. up yeah. for what is to come. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just add, just like never forsake where you are for where you want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like never, never forsake the season that you're in, whether it's single, whether it's engaged, what, like what, hopefully you're not married and trying to be somewhere else, but, <laughs> but whatever do season you're in, um, never forsake that for where you want to be because then you'll miss what's in the here and now, yeah. yes. you know, and yeah. you don't want to miss it. I, I, I'll never forget like 2020. It was rough year for all of us, for a lot of us at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it had nothing to do with COVID, but it was a thing of like, you know, we did this vision board and wrote out so many things. And in January of 2021, I remember walking past that board and stopping and looking at it. And I was like, God didn't get the credit. Why? Because there were so many things that he did, but because I was so busy looking for what was next and looking ahead, I missed yeah. what he was doing in the yeah. moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in that engaged season, like, mm. like, yes, marriage is exciting and it is good and it is holy, but where you are is also Important. good. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so, special. It's a special season, yeah, and you'll yeah. never get it back nope. yeah. once right. you're married. Right. 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 Especially when you start having kids. Yeah. We, in yeah. one of our other episodes, we talked about taking naps, and we were the married <laughs> folks with kids were jealous that you know we don't get naps. So yeah. shout out to the young adults still getting naps. <laughs> we don't like you. Call one eight hundred babysitter. That's if right. You're that's right. We got some kids for y'all yeah. to babysit. But I mean, you guys are speaking gold in terms of dealing with your stuff and mm-hmm. enjoying the season that you're in and yeah. not moving ahead and putting mm-hmm. yourself in that place yeah, yeah. and putting boundaries up and things up. But here's one that, you know, a perspective that I want to share to maybe help somebody and that when you're doing those things, like it's so important to get people in your life that has, I won't say have done it because they're still doing it, but mm-hmm. they're doing it and they're doing it at a high level but i think one of the fears that people have is that if i get around wise counsel if i do marriage counseling if i do all that they're going to talk us out of not getting married (laughs) if it comes to that then maybe then praise god then praise god because (laughs) maybe god is saving you from something maybe god is saying you know not necessarily that they're not the one but maybe it's not the right time right and we gotta humble ourselves going back to the humility piece to say God, I'm willing to invite people I love and trust 
into this engagement season yeah. to deal with our crap right. and mm-hmm. deal with stuff that we may not have to deal with when we get married, yeah. but we're going to allow ourselves to be open and honest mm-hmm. about yeah. what we're yeah. navigating and what we're dealing Because here's another thing that happens in the uh, engagement season is that you need to be being honest about everything. Uh-huh. Because one of mm-hmm. the demonic manipulations that happen in Engage is that you're not honest with the person you marry mm-hmm. because you're playing God. Mm-hmm. If I didn't tell my wife, Krista, everything, I, would, I was taking away her free will. Yeah. I'm, please hear me. Don't you dare take away somebody's free will. Yeah. You give the person the free will to make a decision whether or not based on the truth you told whether or not they want to move forward. Absolutely. And what we'll do is we won't be honest. We won't be Mm -hmm. transparent. We'll hide it. Then they'll get married. And then they're like, wait, I didn't know. Why didn't you tell me? Man, that's devastating. And what I've seen with so many couples is the fear keeps them from being honest. We get that. Yeah, we understand that. However, most of the time, they just love you so much that they they, want to offer you grace. That the fear... Yes. often keeps them and but if you're not honest and it comes out later all the things then you're dealing with betrayal mm-hmm. then you're dealing with well are you are you a deceitful person at your core yes yeah. and we got a whole nother set of issues so i would encourage anybody out there if you're struggling with being honest about things in your life with people that you need to be honest with yeah. um it may be seek wise counsel but be honest yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. And like you said, it gives them an opportunity, but it also leads mm-hmm. you down a path of righteousness yeah. and truth. Yes. Yeah. And then the relationship has the potential to flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you sabotage it from the get-go if you're not honest. So yeah. I just would encourage people out there to do that because I see For it sure. over and over in the therapy office mm-hmm. with couples. And so Yeah, and that's why point. I wanted to make that book because the Bible says the truth shall set us free. Yeah. And if I'm truthful under God and my potential spouse, we stepping into marriage with freedom. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's so it's important to offer up, you know, but I think sometimes we need that support system yes, that to let yeah. you know, like, listen, I, I know you was ratchet before marriage, i.e. my life, um, <laughs> but there's grace. There's grace. Yes, and that, yeah. man, you made a mistake. But again, offer up, you know, an opportunity for that person to now have their free will to make a decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. own they free will. <laughs> they can, because some people, let's say like you had a certain proclivity and that pro- proclivity is connected to somebody's PTSD or trauma, mm. man, it will be devastating in the mm-hmm. marriage. So yes. I believe in the engagement season, that's when you can ramp up, yes. you know, whether it's marriage counseling or just yeah, having absolutely. a cloud of witnesses and, and, and couples not just one couple but couples who are doing it at a high level older couples that can sort of speak into that thing and help you guys navigate that stuff so let's switch it really quickly to uh friendships how do we navigate (laughs) friendships like health in a healthy way um just be a better believer be a better Mm. disciple yeah because at the end of the day like these are relationships that you're called to have. <laughs> like yeah. you're going to have, yeah. you want to have friends. Yeah. Be a better friend. Yeah. 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 Answer yeah. your phone. Yeah. Pick up the phone and reach out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you see a friend that's, that's kind of like stumbling or struggling in an area, like I think correction without relationship comes off as condemnation. Yeah, that's good. But when we have relational equity with someone, we now have the space to say, hey, Mm -hmm. you tripping, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, you know what I mean? And it's good to have those things. Like, I know I have, like, your wife, Krista, 
That's one of my homies. Shout out like, to my boo. My best friend. And like, She'll give you it's that smoke. one of those things where she will give me that smoke <laughs> and I will give it right back to her. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's good. Yeah. Like, we yeah. need that. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, I think in navigating friendships, like, obviously, foundation matters, communication. I think when we are dealing with conflict, like, all of those things, and it even helps in building other relationships yeah. because mm -hmm. now I'm putting my tool belt to practice. Right. So now when I get married, I've, I've practiced communication. Right. I've yeah. practiced right. expressing emotions. I've practiced calling out your stuff. I've practiced these things in a healthy, healthy holy, way. wholesome way. Yeah. So. And realizing that none of us are perfect. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're going to fail people mm -hmm. and they're going to fail you. Yeah. But be willing to say, I'm sorry. Mm. Exactly. I missed it. I was wrong. Yeah. I was, it might not even been what you said. It might have been how you said yeah. it. You yeah. know, because we, we're not perfect and people are going to get on our nerves. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are going to, even our bestest of friends, Absolutely. you know, but I think also one of the things the Lord has dealt with me on is like believing the best in other people, but also like, who am I to judge yeah. my mm -hmm. ser another, you know, yeah. God's servant, yeah. like who, yeah. who am I, you know, I can, I can keep them from falling, mm -hmm. you know? So just remember that they're in a, they're in a process. Like I'm in a process yeah. that grace can help. And, you know, pastor Andy teaches in, um, the victorious mm -hmm. mind. He teaches about how, like, we're all saints. Like we're no longer sinners. Our identity is saints. We don't need to refer to ourselves as sinners. We mm -hmm. are saints. Yeah. But if we really looked at our brother and sisters mm -hmm. as they're saints too, like they mm -hmm. have been redeemed and that just kind of helps give you perspective yeah. Yeah. when yeah, it's easy sure. to fall into judgment. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to yeah. be critical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, but they're on a path like we are too. Yeah. Now that don't yeah. mean they might need, they don't need no work on themselves, Come on now. but it yeah. helps us walk in grace more. Yeah. 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 And then the, the last one, and then we'll get ready to close is uh, employee employer. We are in this, I mean, young adults are more entrepreneurial-minded sure. than ever before, mm -hmm. you know, building their And there's nothing wrong with that. But I believe an underlining thing is they just don't want nobody telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. So how do we navigate employee-employer relationships in a healthy way? Mm -hmm. I, I would just start off by saying honoring. Yeah. yeah. Honoring authority, honoring yeah. the people. Yeah. I mean, it, it is clear in Scripture Right. Um, the expectation that is placed on those of us that follow Jesus right. um, in terms of what that looks like. And it's not only talking about our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yeah. It's talking about your boss. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. talking about your coworkers. Mm -hmm. it's, and so I would, say, I would say honor, 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 honor. And the other big one, I know that they're kind of like synonymous. Um, I would say serve your tail off. Yeah. Like yeah. find... Like, go out of your way. You know, it's funny, you know, the saying, kill them with kindness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe there's a side that it's like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. And then another side of that's like, why would you want to kill somebody? Um, <laughs> maybe there's a deeper issue. You know, I want to address that right now. Hey, holler at me. Uh, but, but, you. but, you know, I do think that there's, there's so much that can take place when we choose the position of, of service um, and, and, you know, Jesus made it clear throughout Scripture, I came to serve, not to yeah. be served. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's, there's so much freedom, resolve, redemption, release that can take place when one of the two parties makes a decision to serve, irregardless of what 
the boss or the coworker decides to do yeah. and how they decide to handle the situation. And of course, there are versions of this where abuse is legitimate. Yeah. Sure. Um, those Agreed. kinds of things. I'm Verbal not abuse. suggesting, yeah. you know, that we just kind of continue to mm-hmm. shove everything under a rug. Um, but but I, I would I would say honor, honor, don't gossip. Right. Like don't talk a bad about yeah. them. I yeah. mean, it's it's it will pray you. for them. It will come yeah. Pray for them. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean it I've heard this said so many times concerning, you know, our marriage because um I don't know if you watching this if you're married or, or not married yet. Um, but marriage can be difficult, okay? Yeah. And you don't always wake up every single morning and there's like, you know, rainbows and butterflies floating around your spouse's head mm-hmm. as they, you know, lift their head like a feather off the pillow. Like sometimes you get frustrated. Sometimes you you love them, but love is a choice. You don't yeah. always like them. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. No, and shoot you straight. And so I think that when we can position ourselves to make a decision I understand what my role and responsibility is in terms of this relationship, and it's to honor. It's to serve. I know what Scripture says, not what my feelings and opinions suggest towards how I feel about this. And so I'm going to do that. And when we choose that posture and that position, God has a way of making all things new. He has a way of shedding a new mm-hmm. light maybe you know a lot of times we are believing things about our bosses or co-workers that just aren't true yeah we're we're we are we are determining our relationship and our stance in terms of how we view them based on an assumption yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you know we, we just they can't don't like do me that. they don't like yeah. me and communicate yeah. Yeah, yeah clarity is king yeah <laughs> clarity is king yeah. and a lot of a lot of the issues between employees and employers is there is a lack of clarity. If you don't know what the scope of your job is, then you probably won't be doing your job well. Yes. So seek clarity in that, you know? Right. And it's funny you say that because, man, y'all dropping nuggets. The Bible says be faithful over another man's work. Yeah. We get so prideful that we don't want to be faithful because we feel like we should be the boss, Mm -hmm. but there are seasons where we have to serve and be faithful over because how can God trust us with our own if he can't trust us mm-hmm. serving somebody else's mm-hmm. vision and yeah. serving somebody else's work. Right. So I think it's important to be faithful in that. And remember, as an employee or a servant, you're held accountable right. to that because you're being looked at as a believer. Because if you are a Christian working in a certain space and it's known, they're watching your work ethic. Mm-hmm. They're watching how you steward the things in the office. They're Mm -hmm. watching how you deal with people. They're watching how you deal with, you know, your boss. Everybody's watching. And again, you said it, Ham, like if your boss is being verbally abusive or physically abusive or for sexually abusive, Mm -hmm. like, please, boundaries, deal with that, head out, like Mm -hmm. remove yourself. But accountability and somebody holding you to a standard to do your job is not somebody impeding on your mental right, health right. and it's not somebody abusing you. Right. They just want you to be faithful with right. the job yeah. they entrusted you to exactly. do. So do the job well and represent yeah. Christ in it. And that's yeah. how God, he often puts those leaders above you to prepare you yeah. for right. what God has for right. you. Right. So Amen. if you, I mean, it's a learning process Amen. and if we submit to it, you know, then God will elevate you to mm-hmm. not just the desires of your heart, but what he's called you to exactly. do. Absolutely. But the reality is sometimes being the boss ain't all that glamorous yeah. either. Right. Because they handle right. stuff 
that we don't even know exactly. that they're dealing with. Uh. So, you know, they need prayer. Like yeah. you said, pray yeah. for them. And it's funny, and I'll, I'll land with this. Can You touched on it because you said clarity and communication. And you said the boss is dealing with stuff you don't know. One thing I've learned in ministry that sometimes there's things that your boss or your overheads do that like you just don't have the big perspective and a, a Bible verse that has changed my life throughout my young adult mm-hmm. years. And even today is Proverbs four, seven. It says wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, mm-hmm. get, get understanding. understanding. And that getting that understanding is through communication mm-hmm. and understanding is synonymous with that clarity mm-hmm. that you will begin to understand what right. I'm asked to do, understand what my boss right. wants, what he needs, understand me, understand my wife mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as I can, because we know sometimes <laughs> that can be hard, understand my friendships, because sometimes as, as people, we deal with just relationships and stuff, iceberg. We just see the top, right. but we don't understand there's That's a underneath. huge boulder yep. and rock of stuff yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. So I think that Proverbs 4, 7 says for us to look at this thing, not just from surface view, but to go deeper in our relationships to gain understanding mm-hmm. so we can deal with them healthy That's and absolutely. in a proper proper way. But we're going to wrap that up. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you, you guys. And Free Chapel Young Adults, we love y'all. Thank you guys for rocking with us and being a part of this, you know, podcast. Um, share it. You know, if you are loving the topics and things we're talking about, um, share it with family, share it with friends. Um, And our prayer specifically for this one is that you cultivate healthy relationships, no matter what season you're in, no matter with who. Mm -hmm. But it's done um, through sort of a biblical heart and a Christ like heart (laughs) and character. Um, But we love you. Stay encouraged. And I got to say this. We got to get you all to connect to. Um, free chapel. We have campuses all over. So no matter where you are, you can check us out. Let's see if I can get this. We have campuses, Gainesville, uh, Gwinnett, uh, Brazelton, Midtown. Um, We have our online campus. We have our Alpharetta campus. We have our OC campus and we have our Spartanburg, South Carolina. Did I hit them all? Let's go. Shout out to our campus pastors, but get connected. Um, even online, we have a great online community that actually have small groups. Mm -hmm. So free travel, we love you. Stay encouraged. Um, and we can't wait to connect with you on our next pod. See See you guys.